My name is Angela. And my name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Episode three. Episode three. We're still doing it, people. This is exciting. I love, I so look forward to sitting down and recording with Nicole. This is my favorite thing to do. This is my favorite thing to do. Oh, how cute are we? I love it. All right, Angela. Yes. What has you in stitches? Oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to get real and talk about some parental anxieties that I have here, <laughs> which I'm sure we all do. Okay. So my oldest child got invited to a pool party Fun. with some of her friends. Now, her friend group, they're all boys. Okay. So she's the only girl in this friend group. Hey, that's a, I think that's amazing. It, it is amazing. But because of that, because the boys are usually off doing a lot of boy things and the parents are all boy parents, we don't really hang out with them that much. Okay. So it's been a good couple years because of COVID and all that stuff since I've seen the parents. And so I don't really know them that well. Sure. And so I had a lot of anxiety going into this to re-meet the parents and I haven't I can't seen them imagine the years. anxiety oh my goodness I'm so sorry it's okay we're gonna talk about this and hopefully some of you guys can relate to this I can so we go to the pool party and my daughter is in the pool with all of her buddies they're all having fun so I'm left to hang out with the parents now which is already awkward for me it's oh it's so awkward I'd rather hang out with the kids I am the most <laughs> I feel like I'm the most awkward parent. I know I'm going to say and do things that are just weird because that's me. Yes, I either I either overshare. Yes. And talk about things that, you know, that's me. Yeah, I I overshare or I just clam up and don't say anything. That's not me. Oh, that's so me. I'm just like, "Ah, and I just kind of laugh and smile. And I'm like, I have no idea what to say. I'm not good at starting conversations. It's just an awkward situation. But I was like, I'm going to do this. And and my daughter gave me a mission to make sure that I connected with all of the parents. And as she put it, become their best friends so that we can have lots more play dates because with all of her buddies. So many best friends that are parents <laughs> that you have no idea who they are. That's amazing, too. Yes. Because okay. <laughs> that's how it works with, with adults is that suddenly you become best friends. Just like kids. <laughs> just like kids. You know, let's go play. No. They don't understand the anxieties we grow, you know, we have when we grow up and, and get older. Older and we don't want to talk to anybody yes yeah, exactly so we're at the pool party and I'm actually doing well for me I'm having good conversations we're laughing I'm connecting with some of the parents and they're interesting and they're fun and they're good conversationalists and yes most of them know each other and have spent a lot of time together and I'm kind of the new one in in the group um, even though their boys have been talking about my kid a lot and they all oh you're 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 her mom okay they know who you are yes they know who I am I'm like oh good and all the kids know me (laughs) what do you know about me (laughs) I know exactly and all the kids know me because I've gone in and volunteered in their classroom sure oh an awkward thing that happened at the pool party I you guys know that I'm a voice teacher and I teach singing and one of the things that I did is I went into my daughter's classroom and I taught them all songs they were learning 
about the colonial times. And so I taught them some colonial songs. So one of the boys at the pool party was like, can you sing for us? Oh, gosh. Just in at, front of all of the parents. At the pool party. At the pool party. I was like, oh, you want me to sing at the pool party? Okay. Uh, no. I kind of dodged the bullet, but it was. <laughs> they was want like, you oh, to no. put on a performance. I know. I was sweating. I sidestepped that awkward moment there. Good job. And I was doing well until the parents decided they wanted to take a group photo. Okay. And so all of the kids are gathered together with like pizza and ice cream and and they're all taking a photo. And I look over to my right and I see a kid sitting there who looks like one of the kids in the friend group. He had the same like coloring, the same hairstyle, the same haircut. And he was eating something. He was kind of turned away. So I didn't really get a good look at his face. But, you know, I thought it was him. Sure. And so I said, I'm going to make up a name here. So I said, hey, hey, Tyler, go get in the picture. So the issue with this, there's two parts to it. Number one, that kid's name, even though this is the fake made up name, isn't Tyler. Oh, no. His name was never Tyler. His name was something else. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong name for the kid that I was calling. Mistake number one. (laughs) Mistake number two, the kid that I thought that I was calling was already in the picture. It wasn't even the right kid. No! It was somebody else's kid that didn't belong in the friend group no! that was also at the pool. And he just turned and looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, wait a minute. And Whoops. then I looked over at the picture and, you know, the the tin kid was there in the picture. And I was like, oh, Did the no. parents hear you and everything? Everybody heard me going, hey, Tyler, get in the photo whoops yeah so that was I my mean, that's that's you know what though that i know you probably have high anxiety about it but i'm sure we all do that as parents we like we said in our last episodes we call our kids the wrong names constantly <laughs> yes how are we supposed to keep track of kids that look exactly the same i don't know anybody in my kids classes except maybe two people yeah and i don't know names so I think you're off the hook I know. on that one. Well, but- I hope so, but it wound up being okay. And I think that was my only major faux pas. I'm sure I made other ones and I just didn't realize it because I can be that oblivious to things. No that one going called on. you out on anything. Nobody called me out on anything else. We got through the pool party. You did it. <sighs> you made it. It's exhausting meeting parents. I was going to say, though, I'm sure after all that's said and done, you're so tired from everything. I'm still tired. <laughs> Wrangling kids, talking to parents. Yes. That alone is exhausting. Yes. So good job, Mama. Thank you. You did it. Thank you. Yeah. So if you guys ever meet me out in the real world, you'll see how awkward I am. Unless I will you be awkward her. with you. <laughs> But we're, we're, we're here. We're here. And we're making a podcast, so it's not like you're that awkward. Well, I can talk to people that I can't see that's true. if they're not in front of my face. Same same thing. I can perform yeah. in front of people. That's fine. Yeah. I can get up and speak and teach in front of hundreds of people. I can perform in front of thousands of people. But intimately? But intimately, one-on-one is where I get awkward. You get scared. Yeah. It's a wonder that I even found somebody to marry me because (laughs) (laughs) it's so awkward. (laughs) So what has you in stitches this week, Nicole? I just want to tell our podcast audience a couple things. The first episode... (laughs) We have some corrections we want to make. Yes, just... Well, not even corrections. I just wanted to point some things out that... And okay, so first of all, we are brand new at this. So we are very sorry if mic levels and sound is not the most perfect as you hear me like um, 
it's not perfect and we'll get better we promise but you know hang in there we're so happy to have you okay so first of all we're not professionals we'll get better at it though we promise second my astrology uh friends out there i was mentioning how she's so cute guys she's been so worried about this i don't know why i you know that's me i pick up on the little things and then that they eat away my brain and i can't stop thinking we are both air signs yes and I said, Angela keeps me grounded, which she does. But as you can tell with our podcast, we're, we're air signs and we're so bubbly and we, we go from uh, conversation to conversation. We're flying so all over the place, yeah. guys, especially with extra coffee. But she does keep me grounded in a sense that she's awesome. And, and that friend, I, I don't know, there's a lot of things that she makes me feel better about myself oh my gosh you're just making me blush over here so so sweet astrology yeah we're you know we are both air signs second i'm so sorry if i was so lethargic last episode you guys she was sick she's such a trooper i was on the verge of a stress cold because work is insane and uh this is her busy time this is my very very busy time and it hit me so I am over it. I, I'm sure you can hear me this episode. I have so much more energy. I back to her bubbly self. Back to me feeling 100%. I've got my coffee and we're good to go. And I'm very excited about this episode. So, but we are ready for our next crochet pattern. <gasps> Is it time to get stitching? It's time. Let's, Let's get, get stitching. Okay, guys, we are back with our crochet project for today. So keeping in the nature theme, today we're going to learn a stitch called the feather stitch. Now, I took it really easy on Nicole last week and gave her the moss stitch. The which easiest is, stitch. Yeah, she was so confident. I was so happy. I'm going to mess her up this week. No. <laughs> we're going to learn the feather stitch. But it looks cool. Yes, it looks so cool. The feather stitch actually works up quite large, so you're not going to do the normal 30. I think I did 28 instead of 30 to get it to gauge because it does puff up quite a bit. Um, and actually, that's what it is. It's, it's kind of like a spread out puff stitch. So you guys will see what I mean as we get going on this feather stitch. So I found this feather stitch in a book, um, A Modern Guide to Textured Crochet mm -hmm. by Lee Sartori. Think that's how you say her name and she has a just a lot of really cool inventive stitches in here that I'm having fun learning and playing with um, and you can find her on Instagram at coco.crochet.lee and YouTube coco crochet lee um, and then she also has a blog coco crochet so you can find her on those places and see these stitches as well but I'm going to teach Nicole how to do the feather stitch so this stitch is best work in multiples of two plus one so like I said instead of doing 30 to get to gauge because it does puff up quite a bit I did 28 to get to gauge plus one so 29 and what kind of yarn are you using are you using a similar yarn Red Heart, baby. Oh, yes. That's what I use. I have a ton Red of it. Red Heart, you should sponsor us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have a ton of Red Heart, so I use Red Heart. Sticking with my size 6 J hook. Okay, so I went ahead and set Nicole up. So I'm going to tell you what the setup is, guys. And you can jump over to our YouTube channel. You will see my lovely little pink nails <laughs> setting Sparky. this up. Yes, I, got, I finally got my mani done. So you guys will see the first 
I don't even know how many stitches are going to be with these beautiful pink nails. I'll promise I'll try to keep them interesting and, and change out the color. I, I, I like promise. my nails pretty simple. <laughs> I don't promise my nails looking great at all. <laughs> I will try. I will try to keep them looking great. Good job, Angela. Okay. So you're going to start with a multiple of chain two. So like I said, 28. So you're going to do 28 and then you're going to half double crochet into the second chain from the hook. What's a half double crochet? So a half double crochet, you set it up like you're going to do a double crochet. So you yarn over mm -hmm. and then you insert your hook into the, the stitch that you're going into and then you're going to pull up a loop through. So you'll have three loops on your hook. Oh, okay. And then you pull through all three loops. All at once. Yes, all oh, at once. So you aren't sense. doing two and then yes. yarn over and two again. You're setting it up like a double, double. So you yarn over, pull through a loop, and then yarn over and pull through all three loops. Got on it. So that's a half double crochet. You're going to half double crochet in the second stitch from the hook all the way back. And then you're going to chain one and turn. That chain one will not count as your first stitch. So you will always half double crochet in that first stitch. And that will be the first one. Yes. So half, so half double crochet. Mm -hmm. So now we're on row two. You're going to half double crochet, chain one, skip the next stitch underneath it, and then half double crochet and chain one all the way across. So it's kind of like the moss stitch where we were, where we were single crocheting chain one skip single yeah. crochet chain one skip this is a half double crochet chain one, one skip. skip got it and you do that all the way down got it okay now we're set up for row three so when you get all the way down a half double crochet in the last half double crochet then you're going to chain one now i'm handing it over to nicole because oh, now she's going to do the feather stitch again if i can do this this is, too. yes, and this is where it's going to benefit you to jump over to our YouTube channel, the Ominous Stitch podcast mm -hmm. on YouTube and watch me do this live because speaking it is going to get a little, might get a little confusing. Yes. Okay. So she's looking at what I have right now. Okay. So she's going to half double crochet in that first one right stitch, here. Okay. that very first stitch. So half double crochet. Okay. There you go. And chain one. Good. And now we're going to start our first feather. So you're, she's going to see the, the first chain space there. Mm -hmm. She's going to uh, yarn over. There you go. And now go through that first chain space, yarn over, pull up a loop. And then you, she's going to have how many loops on your hook? Three, three. loops. Three loops on your three hook. Three loops. Okay, good. Then you're going to yarn over again. You're going to dive down into the stitch below so see that stitch below the chain mm, to the left of it kind of yep okay. so you're going to dive down there you got it yarn over okay pull up a loop so i have five on my chain you have five cool okay. good then you're going to yarn over again oh my gosh and you're going to go into the next chain space right here yep Big space okay yarn over and pull through okay now you have seven loops on holy your hook holy smokes okay you can stretch them out and keep them nice and um loose okay that's fine that's just going to make a more feathery stitch got it then you're going to yarn over again again and pull through all seven loops holy smokes so she's going slowly sometimes it gets snagged yes you can sometimes it gets snagged but you can always pull out and do it over again yes <laughs> <laughs> i did it you did it awesome okay so that's a feather stitch oh my gosh right it's a huge one okay so you're gonna chain one okay okay 
Okay, and now you're just gonna do a feather stitch again. So you're gonna go back into that chain space right there that you just finished, yeah. right? And then you're gonna yarn over and then, yep, enter that chain space, yarn over, pull up a loop. Yep, yep. so now you have three loops. You're gonna yarn over, dive down underneath the chain space yep. into the stitch below yep. it. That's what I did. Yep, okay. yarn over and go into that stitch below the next chain space. Pull, in pull up a loop. She's doing it. Okay. There you go. And Got then it. in the chain space above that one, you're going to yarn over, pull up a loop. Now you have seven loops I on your hook again. Okay. Yarn over and pull through all seven. Hey, I can do this. Yeah, that's a lot of, the tortoise it's just a wins lot of the loops to go through. I see. It's a lot of loops. So you want to keep them loose yeah. on your hook so that it's easier to pull through. It. And then it just makes a feathery, a more feathery stitch. I see it. And then, and then it's going to puff up chain. Okay. And then that's what you're doing all hey, the way that's across. that's not so bad. I got this. Yeah. So you're going to keep okay. doing that so all chain, the way across. I did. A chain. I did. Yeah. A chain down here and a chain up here. <laughs> I like the song. I've got to sing while I do this. And then I've got five and then a chain again. Can you go there? And a chain and I've got seven. There's a lot of seven. Okay. Try to keep it loose. Oh, so that see, I can't do it loose. I'm so tight. Yeah. So okay. here's a tip. So to keep it from being tight. Yeah. When you yarn over and pull up, just pull it up tall so that that loop becomes nice and large. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't want to be tight close to your work as you're doing this. Yeah, I get it. So she's going to keep going all the way across here. And when you get to the end, you'll have a half double crochet at the end. So you're going to half double crochet in that last stitch. The last stitch is a half double. Yes. Okay. The last stitch is a half double. Okay. And then you're going to chain one and turn. And then you're going to half double crochet into that one stitch again. Okay. Chain one. And then you're going to feather your way across. Cool. So you're always half double crocheting in the first and in the, the last. last. Got it. Yes. Yeah, this is, once you once you get the hang of this, it's pretty cool. You just kind of, it's the pattern. But it is the, the matter of remembering those half doubles at the end, I think, is the big Yes. When I was practicing this, I kept forgetting that. And I, <laughs> and so it was, it was a pretty wonky pattern. I was like, oh no, what this happened? isn't going to work. Okay. But then when I went back and read the pattern, I was like, oh, I'm forgetting the half double crochets. Yeah. The half double crochets at the beginning and the end of your work is what's going to keep it nice and square mm, and straight. So you want to make sure that you don't forget those. Yes. You begin with a half double crochet you and you always with end with a half double crochet and then you feather your way across. I love it. And this looks really cool if you use a nice, light, thin yarn as well, because mm. then it gets really feathery. Ooh. So the thicker yarns are fun too, because you get a really puffy, thick texture. So that's better for like a winter blanket. Mm -hmm. But if you want to make a nice, feathery, light kind of a shawl, use a really light, thin yarn. Oh, that would be pretty. Yeah, and it makes a really cool um, pattern. And it looks really good with variegated yarn. So she has um, an example in the book. What's variegated yarn? Variegated means it changes color. Ooh. Yeah, okay. so I'm showing Nicole the picture she has right here. I like it's, that. It's a color-changing yarn. It's like ombre almost. Yeah, it's like an ombre yarn. It looks really pretty. It is. So that's the feather stitch. Easy. Yeah. Well, not easy, easy like the moss, but I got a hold of this I figured this out yeah she's going I'm so proud of you she's gaining so much Thanks, confidence teacher. so much more than just this the shell stitch she's doing so good Yay. okay I am at the end of this though right let me see you can do one more One more perfect yep. okay I did it I did it there you go yeah that's the feather she did it guys 
All right. So is it story time? Everybody, it's ominous story time. Ominous story time. Today's ominous story. Yes. We are going to cover a little bit of missing person cases within Yosemite National Park. Ooh, Yosemite. I love Yosemite. I do too. I want to go as often as you do. You go up (laughs) a lot more often than I would. Well, we live in California. Yes. That's no secret. We've talked about that before. And it's just really close. If you haven't gone to Yosemite... It's a national park for a reason, guys. It's just gorgeous. It's to beautiful. Go there. I enjoyed. I've only been once. That was eight years ago. Eight years <laughs> you ago. You need to go again. We do. We will. Once my kids are a little older, I think they can handle it. We'll, we'll go again. Yeah. We have, I think, two more trips this summer that we're going to Yosemite. So I'm excited and anxious oh. to hear what we're going to talk about. Yes. Because that might color my... Uh, how well I do camping there. <laughs> well, we have, we're, I'm going to cover four missing person cases <gasps> that are a little odd. Um, and then we're going to go into one ghost story. Ooh. But first, as always, I'm going to go over the geography of Yosemite yes. just to give you a picture of, of what it is. And then I'm going to go into a brief history, which I promise ties into the ominous uh, missing kind of cursed area of Yosemite. Okay. okay. All right. But Yosemite is 1,200 square miles, has many deep valleys, grand meadows, giant sequoias, and best known for its waterfalls within central California. Yes. So, Yosemite was the nation's third national park, and it's made of granite rock formations. Famous mm-hmm. ones are El Capitan. El Capitan. Last time we were there, somebody was climbing El Capitan. Oh, wow. It was crazy. They looked like this tiny little dot on, on this massive rock face. It was really hard to see the That reminds person. me of the documentaries of the rock climbing. Have you seen those of the rock climber? No. Oh, you got to I've heard about them, but yeah, I need to watch them. It's crazy. Um, so El Capitan and Half, Half Dome. Half Dome, Everybody's yes. seen photos of that, yes. I think. But there are more than 400 animal species. Uh, in Yosemite and it draws more than 4 million visitors from around the world. Yes, it is always crowded. It's definitely worth it, but it is always crowded. It is crowded. Well, yes. you can find hiking places where there's, it's, you there, feel alone. Yeah, there are pockets where nobody is there. And so I that's like nice. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, its highest waterfall is Yosemite Falls that plummets 2,425. All right. Just, that's just the brief geography. Now, history, I'm going to be citing a few things here, but this is from the Awenichis, a story of the Yosemite Indians, written in 1966 by John W. Bingaman. Okay. Um, So the legend goes that the Valley of Aweni was inhabited by the tribe of the Awenichis. They believed the great spirit had led them from their original home in the far distant west. But then wars and pestilence nearly wiped out the tribe. The valley was believed to be under a curse, and oh, few no. survivors fled. That's ominous. Very ominous. But one of the noble youth of the tribe married a maiden of the Monos tribe. Monos tribe. I'm sorry if I butcher some of these terms. I'm terrible. I, I tried. You guys, I, let me tell you. Nicole tries 
so hard to make sure that she gets all of this right. She's constantly listening to Google Translate. Like, Always. am I saying this right? Am I saying this right? Yes. I love it. It's if so you, cute. And you all are welcome to correct me afterwards, please. That'd be that'd be fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that at all. All right. Yeah, he married a maiden, and uh, a son named Tanaya was born. Tanaya. Oh, Does that sound yes. familiar? Yes. There's a lodge, Tanaya Lodge. Exactly. Yes. When he became a man, he gathered together the remnants of the tribe, and they returned with him to the Valley of Ali. Now, there are different references to where the term Yosemite came from, but from Bingaman's tale, Tanaya reported that there was a young brave going to the lake of the Sleeping Water to spear fish, but was met by a monster grizzly bear, and a terrific battle ensued, from which the young Native American emerged victorious through badly, though badly wounded. Wow. Yeah. You don't tussle with a grizzly and expect to get out of there. Oh, no, ever. No, never. Isn't it? There's, oh, there's the rules with the bears, right? Yes. Go ahead. You know them. So the rules with the bears, you always want to be big and yell at the bears and try to scare them away. The brown bears especially. They'll, They'll, brown bears will usually run away. Grizzlies don't care. Don't, yes. Grizzlies don't care. care. Yes, grizzly bear don't care. So, I mean, you can always yell and scream at them and they will choose to either come after you anyway or Mm -hmm. they will choose to not care and just do whatever whatever it is that they're doing. But they will get you. So we have a rule in our family. (laughs) This is kind of, I don't know. But if uh, if ever you're close enough to a bear... Mm -hmm. That, you know, the your best bet is just to reach out and tickle them because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to crawl up into the bear. a ball. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, if the you can if curl up in a ball, enough. but if you're that close yeah. to the bear, he's going to get you. So you might as well, you know, tickle oh, man. him. Have would, a little fun. I think it's like a T-Rex. I would just not move. <laughs> like, nope, can't see me, right? <laughs> if I don't move, you if can't move. see me. Yep, I'm a stick. No. Uh, it, and then there's the rule with the polar bears. It's not even, it won't even matter because polar bears will come and eat you no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Polar bears are even bigger grizzlies. Yeah. So yeah. they don't, yeah. They don't even care. They, they need the food. So they'll come after you no matter what. And yeah. you can't run from them. No. That's sad. Yeah. Yep. I'm a seal at that point. Yeah. So this, this young brave emerged out of that kind of crazily, crazy tuss, tussle. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Go to Naya. Yeah. So after this, the young chief was called Yosemite or the large grizzly bear. And finally, the name came to be applied to the whole tribe. Oh, amazing. That's that's one. I didn't know it. Yeah. The other claim, though, is that Yosemite originally referred to the Indian tribe that lived in Yosemite Valley. And Yosemite means literally those who kill which was used by the surrounding Miwok tribes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, a little bit a little bit more scary there. Not not very peaceful. No, not Those at all. Who kill. Nope. So yeah, there's two two theories of where Yosemite came from. But in the early 1850s, the white settlers decided to remove the Awenichis to a reservation near Fresno and sent a battalion of men to operate this deportation. So needless to say, the Awanichis did not want to leave their valley. Well, of course not. I wouldn't want to leave there either. It's, it's a gorgeous. beautiful place. That's yeah. their home. Yeah. It's very bountiful and yep. just amazing. But yeah, it's a sad story of, of across America, right? Yeah. Um, there followed a number of evasions and negotiations and even escapes. Months passed, and when a second battalion under a Captain John Bowling entered the valley to resume the de- deportation effort, the confrontation turned violent. So, yeah, several young Indians were captured and one was shot while trying oh, to escape. No. 
this young man was one of Chief Tanaya's favorite sons. Oh, don't mess with the bear killer. No. Oh. When the old chief was informed, he was enraged and during a confrontation with Captain Bowling expressed that anger in laying a curse on the white man. And this is quoted from Elizabeth Godfrey's Yosemite Indians. Okay. Kill me, Sir Captain. Yes, kill me, as you killed my son, as you would kill my people if they were to come to you. You would kill all my race if you had the power. You have made me sorrowful, my life dark. You killed the child of my heart. Why not kill the father? You may kill me, Sir Captain, but you shall not live in peace. I will follow in your footsteps. I will not leave my home, but be with the spirits among the rocks, the waterfalls, in the rivers, and in the wind. Wheresoever you go, I will be with you. Mm. You will not see me, but you will fear the spirit of the old chief and grow cold. Oh. Curse. That is an excellent curse. Curse upon you. Oh, I would... I feel that. I would do that too. Mm -hmm. If any, I'm such a mama bear. So if anybody came around anybody that I loved, especially my children, yeah, Yeah. I would, I, I, I would do that exact same thing. A hundred percent. I agree with you. So moving on the Valley of the Aweni or mouth, because the Valley walls resemble a gaping bear's mouth (laughs) was changed to Yosemite by Dr. L H Bunnell of the Mariposa battalion in 1851. Uh, Mr. Bunnell named the valley in honor of the tribe that they were about to capture and drive out of their home. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Right? Um, There's a big quote. Let me read his quote. His quote, as I did not take a fancy to any of the names proposed, I remarked that an American name would be the most appropriate. That I could not see any necessity for going to a foreign country for a name for American scenery, the grandest that had ever yet been looked upon. That it would be better to give it an Indian name than to import a strange and inexpressive one. That the name of the tribe who had occupied it would be more appropriate than any I had heard suggested. I then proposed that we give the valley the name of Yosemite, as it was suggestive, euphonious, and certainly American. That by so doing, the name of the tribe of Indians, which we met leaving their homes in this valley, perhaps never to return, would be perpetuated. And then it was unanimously adopted. Okay. So, (sighs) and it was common practice for Europeans in the 18th century to either ignore American Indian place and rename it or with Yosemite use an American Indian word to place name. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So many feelings Mm -hmm. about this, that this is not, oh, that will be a whole other podcast (laughs) to go into. All the feelings and the thoughts associated with how problematic all of this is. Yeah. And, um, oh, my heart is breaking right now Mm -hmm. um, for what. And this is why I wanted to go into the history because of the whole curse situation and uh, how it was taken and given. And and now now it's our big national park, but how it came to be. Not yeah, the greatest it's not story. not the greatest story. No. Yeah, and just a quick note, just because I should throw this in there, even though Captain Bowling arrived with this battalion there, that was kind of the the other claim was that this uh, Jim Savage was the commander of the Mariposa Battalion. He claims he was the first non-indigenous person to set foot and find Yosemite. So there are some uh, controversial ideas of how Yosemite came about, but right. it's very 
the whole concept is basically they were yeah it's still it's still it's still the story doesn't matter who founded it it's still we're going to remove the native people so that i can claim this place as my own exactly which is all of america (sighs) yes (laughs) Um, Uh. anyway all right but in summary you know tanaya canyon got off to a bad start in recorded history and the curse seemed confirmed during john muir's exploration of the canyon described in chapter two of steep trails okay yes Setting out to venture up into Tanaya Canyon from the valley, uh, they called him an intrepid mountain goat of a man. (laughs) Yes, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. He fell for the first time since (gasps) he touched foot in the Sierra Rocks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he describes how he was knocked unconscious and only saved from a life-threatening continuation of the fall by being wedged among short, stiff bushes. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. So recovering from his fall, he spent the next few days ascending the inner gorge and eventually, quote unquote, escaping from the gorge about noon after accomplishing some of the most delicate feats of mountaineering I ever attempted. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So have you been on any parts of the John Muir Trail? No. It goes all over. Is it like a switchback trail or is it just? Well, it it goes all over the Sierra Nevadas. It's everywhere. So you can take it um, up the Whitney portal and it can take you all the way into Yosemite. It's everywhere. That's crazy. It's huge. It's it's insane that he did all that. All of that. that. So just the fact that he can traverse those mountains before we even tried to make it a But it, when a, it was wild. When it was wild. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I would be so terrified. I mean, even the well-manicured trails that I get to walk on and we yeah. have a bunch where we live here we're fortunate enough to live in an area where we butt up against a lot of natural trails. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of preserved lot of land trails. around, a lot of hiking trails. Yeah. And they're very well worn and well walked and nice and wide. And I still get nervous walking on those. So mm-hmm. I can't even imagine going up in the mountainside, where making no your trail. own trail yes. and being having the guts or the balls <laughs> enough to do that i couldn't do it it's That's crazy. crazy yeah so he's he did it that he did the thing and he well because he could i think he was he had the stamina and the endurance and he was built that way to do it right? that's insane i can't imagine that yeah um so he he thinks there was kind of situations with curses on that because he was able to hike everywhere and then he comes upon this mountain range and he automatically just slips and falls i love it i love it he's blaming his little moment of clumsiness on a curse curse. (laughs) that's awesome oh man but you know if you go into the tanaya canyon unprepared um you might have to be rescued by the park service because the standard guide map is marked in red Yes. Hiking into Naya Canyon is dangerous and strongly discouraged. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. So park rangers refer it to the Bermuda Triangle <gasps> of Yosemite. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. Don't go up there if you don't feel like getting into that. Oh, it is cursed. Yep. There you go. Wow. John Muir was right. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, roughly 233 search and rescue missions were executed in Yosemite National Park. And that was by 2017. So who knows what the number is now? Yeah. I couldn't find that and up to date number. Um, so even though there are, you know, 4 million people coming in and out, that is a huge number and it is a vastly smaller number of search and rescues, but there is still there. Um, yeah. 
Now, I can't get into missing people in national parks, let alone Yosemite National Park, um, without stating most of my info comes from David Politis. David Politis is a former police officer and was so for 20 years. He worked with SWAT, Patrol, Street Crimes Unit, and other assignments as a detective. Now, after leaving law enforcement, he was known to write books about Bigfoot. <gasps> yeah. But after I this, love Bigfoot. Yeah, we'll probably have a whole podcast cast about that. Yes. Um, but after this, he did a lot of research and work for his well-known project, Missing 411. And it's a series of books and films regarding unsolved cases of people who have gone missing mainly in national parks. Oh, wow. But eventually brought into around the world. You got to check out his movies, though, because I did watch these um a few years ago and then I did some more research with YouTube they're really fascinating and then there's this YouTube video covering my next topic mm-hmm. and he states and reiterates national parks are not playgrounds yes they are not playgrounds everybody yes do not let your kids go in front of you like miles ahead oh, I, I know I'm exaggerating but don't let them play around because it's scary it's not um it's not easy. national parks are wild yes and there's a lot of wildlife yeah. there's a lot of rough terrain there's a lot of mm-hmm. slippery rocks mm-hmm. especially I'm sure you're going to talk about this but in Yosemite the granite is so slippery especially when it's wet I will not talk about that but that is a good point oh yeah, yeah. so that's a lot of missing or not necessarily missing people but, but a hurt. lot of deaths yeah. in Yosemite happen with people slipping on the rocks and falling into the snow melt water and they can't get to them for months because the water is raging so much they can't get to them or find them that's crazy yeah so be careful yeah. don't climb keep, around on the slippery rocks keep an eye on your kids everybody. but yeah so national parks mm-hmm. are beautiful wild places that's the point so you have to keep that in mind and mm-hmm. always be vigilant mm-hmm. have your bear spray if you're in a if you're in a park that has bears like Ugh. in california yeah so i mean what you're saying national parks you can't hunt in so the wild animals are free and wild Yes. All right. First case. Yes. Okay. I'm ready. Politis claims this is this case started his research for the missing 411, and it's the disappearance of Stacy Ann Aris, born September 29th, 1966. Okay. Okay. Stacy Aris grew up in Saratoga, California. On July 17th, 1981, 14-year-old Stacy Ann Aris went camping with her father and six other people at Yosemite. They had booked a horse riding trip with the contractor of the NPS, the National Park S- uh, Services, mm-hmm. to ride into the High Sierra camps. There are 10 people riding in the group, so there's a group plus the wrangler and the guide. Right. They stopped at a place called Cathedral Lakes to have lunch and finally arrived at their camp. Once they settled into the camp, Stacy left with 71-year-old Gerald Stewart to take photos with her small Olympus camera. Okay. So they had to take a quick break above the Sunrise Lakes, and Chris Grimes, the wrangler, watched her walk off while Gerald needed the rest. He had to stop. Because he's 71. He's 71. That's tough. I mean, he's already tough doing it, getting up into this hike, so he had to take a break. Why didn't she take somebody younger with her that had fresher legs? I think he was the only one that wanted to go with her at that point. Just And they were just, it was a break. So it was a quick kind of thing, yeah. Um, So Stacy walked down the hillside and around the lake just to take photos, and she was going to head right back. Mm Mm-hmm. But she never returned. <gasps> yeah. Once everyone realized she had not come back for some time, they followed her trail to look for her. And all they could find was her lens cap. Wow. 
After no prevail of finding her, they called the National Park Service and they got there really quick. And so on that first search, um, they just did really quickly. They kind of looked around the area, but then they did a massive search. Yeah. So a total of 57 hours of helicopter investigation logged, nine days of formal searching, 150 people that included 67 Mountain Rescue Association volunteers, tracking dogs, and support search and rescue groups. They did not find anything. Wow. Anything. Okay. So here's a couple of things about this. There was no blood. Wow. So yeah. if it wasn't an animal attack, right, they would have found blood, ripped right. clothing, animal tracks, something. Yes. But they could not find any, um, you can't find any fatalities in Yosemite due to animal attacks. Um, that That's just the research. No one's claimed any animals have attacked anybody. There right. have been some bear injuries, some squirrel bites. Oh, squirrel bites. <laughs> squirrel bites. <laughs> and mountain lion sightings are actually really rare. So they ruled that out immediately. Mm-hmm. Abduction. That was an option, but it's really hard to get in and out of this area of where they were in Yosemite and so quickly and quietly because she wasn't gone for more than a few hours. Right. right? So where could they have hidden it if her body or where could they have hidden if, you know, that extensive research uh, for nine days? Yes. Where would he have gone or she or if they tried to abduct somebody? The other um, theory was she ran away. But why would you do this in a place with no provisions? Like she had no food or water on her? Right. That would make no sense. Yeah. That's not good planning. She just had a camera. (laughs) Yeah. Just a camera just to go take photos. Wouldn't it be amazing if her camera turned up? That I would point. have hoped for that, right? Yeah. I would have hoped for that. But no, her camera never never turned up. It's her that, and her camera. My brain is spinning. Like, where did she go? Where did she go? The camera lens was the only thing found. Wow. Right? And so she was by a bunch of lakes, yes? Yes. Maybe one of the... They dredged the lake. They looked everywhere. I was going to say maybe one of the... Um, the nicks in the lake. <laughs> the water nicks. Yes. Maybe maybe she was skimming rocks in the water. Oh, and, and they like, came nope, out and got her. Oh, yes, because you know the the water nicks needed a, a girl. They so, did. Yes. Oh, <gasps> it's related it to the all German one. Ties back, people. Oh my it gosh. All ties back. Oh my yeah. gosh. But not to make fun. Yeah. It's it's no scary. no no. This is scary and sad and, yeah. and just insane. Where did she go? Where did she go? So this is where this is why David Politis started to do research. How did she just up and disappear? Yes, without natural causes. That's right? fascinating. Um, so when he started the investigation of her disappearance, he did contact the National Park Services for a case, but he was denied. Oh, yeah, and he was able to retrieve many other missing cases because it's a missing case you're supposed to be able it's open because yes. it's not a homicide it's not no. declared a homicide yeah but for some reason they denied his request because quote unquote it's an open case okay no suspects not a criminal case file and nobody had looked in her file for 20 years oh my god but he still was denied and this is where it was kind of confusing when i was doing my research mm-hmm. apparently since he wasn't able to re- retrieve the, the case file but apparently it is 2,000 pages long. Oh, wow. Yeah. 2,000 pages of we can't find this girl. Mm -hmm. And he can't access the file. They're hiding something. That's what he thinks. Yeah. But we never know. We don't know. (gasps) It's aliens. That's what I was thinking. I I mean. Or, or. Okay. I don't know if you're going to get to this later. Okay. But there are a lot of reported cases of skinwalkers 
Oh, in, in Yosemite? In Yosemite, yes. Did not know that. Yes. Oh, that's creepy. There's skinwalkers and reported cases of Bigfoot. But there, uh, and I'll probably touch upon this later. What mm-hmm. if it was a time slip? Like, what if she walked into some kind of a wormhole? <gasps> There's portals? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway. Ooh, that's, that's my, guys, my I reach. I got tingly. I'm excited. Okay. That's my reach. But anyway. Okay. Wow. That is the first missing case that we just don't know anything about, unfortunately. Now, the second case, and I'm going to jump around in time a little bit, um, but we're jumping to August 2000 now. 49-year-old Ruthann Rupert from South Daytona, Florida. She traveled to Yosemite for a strenuous 30-mile backcountry backpacking trip. Now, Ruthann's sister labeled her as a driven, determined outdoors woman. Well, yeah, that if you're going to go if for a strenuous, like, 40-mile hike, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and here's an example. She had scaled Mount Kilimanjaro despite a frozen foot. And oh, made... my gosh. Yeah. What a badass. Yes, exactly. She, she can do this. And she had made a couple trips to Yosemite where she climbed Half Dome more than once. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now, on the morning of the backpacking trip... Rupert dis- developed a serious eye infection that required medical attention. Uh, since she couldn't go on the excursion, she decided to visit Curry Village and booked a Curry tent cabin Village. for a couple days. Okay. Yes, we talked about Curry Village together, right? Yes, okay. we've talked about Curry Village. Yeah, there's, it's going to come back a- another time. That's the crazy part. Okay. Um, but however, there is no evidence of her staying in the cabin. Oh. Yeah, so she booked it, right? But she didn't, she didn't sleep there. On August 14th, she was last heard of her wanting to travel from Yosemite Falls to the forest area of the park. And poof, she was gone. Oh. So park spokesman Mark Stevens said she met another hiker and discussed trails in the Indian Canyon. Mm-hmm. They did a search of the Snow Creek Trail, but they found no trace of her. Her relatives don't think she could have she would commit suicide or leave everything behind since she just wasn't the type to do this. Right. Now, since she had an eye infection and <laughs> didn't know this till later, she had a perspective eye in her other eye oh yeah another theory is that she just couldn't see well so she fell or got stuck oh my gosh that I don't I wouldn't categorize that as being a badass if you can't see yes. and you're like let's go hiking let's anyway. go hiking that's no, no 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 you rest and you get well yeah it's okay she wanted to push herself yeah I I get that though I, I'm in that category of I I can do anything I'm gonna do this but yeah and she wasn't, she's not local. She was from no. Florida. Yes. Yosemite is incredibly popular, as mm-hmm. we've discussed. Right now, they do have a reservation system. They That's didn't in right. 2000, but you have to reserve your time to go there now. Um, and you have to reserve way in advance. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So I'm sure that she was like, okay, this is this is my time to be here. This is my time to go. And I'm just going to do it anyway. Might and as well enjoy myself if I can. Yeah. Since I'm here. yeah. And, and screw my not being able to see. Yeah. Oh. Now in 2008, eight years after her disappearance, her backpack was found <gasps> in the Fireplace Creek drainage area. Ooh. And that area was consistent with the route she was looking at, but eight miles away from Curry Village. Oh. So they can't, they couldn't find what man, what kind of manpower, I couldn't find, sorry, what kind of manpower was used to search for her, but she is listed in the cold cases website of mps.gov. Oh, wow. Yeah. Third case. This was actually a few months before this, before her disappearance. Oh, okay. Kieran Burke. So April 2000, 44-year-old Kieran Burke from Rethfarnham. 
I looked Breth- that up. Breth Farnham. Breth Where's Farnham that? in Dublin, Ireland. <gasps> okay. He's international. So he took a solo vacation to San Francisco, planning to stay for just two weeks. He drove a rental car to Curry Village. Oh, Curry Village. Curry Village. And Something's going down. on in Curry Village, people. I agree. Uh, so yeah, he, he took the car to Curry Village and reserved a tent for April 4th through 6th. When he was supposed to check out on the April 6th to no avail, the park staff notified authorities and they found his tent still held his possessions. He was last seen on April 5th. Now, Karen Burke was known to be an avid hiker and photographer who had previously hiked in the Himalayas. Oh, okay. See more hikers that are, they know what they're doing. They're experienced hikers. Yeah. They have killed a bunch of mountains, so, you know, they have that experience of mountaineering. Mm -hmm. And apparently on April 5th, he left Curry Village to have himself a day hike. When authorities were aware of his disappearance, search and rescue workers searched for weeks, as well as his brother had flown flown in to help find him. However, the search did not start really until April 11th, six days after he was last seen because... Storms later in the week brought snow and rain. Yes, it snows there in April, people. Yeah, it does. And when it snows and when it rains, a lot of places can flood, and um, it's tough to get around in Yosemite that way. Oh wow! So that I mean, I had to put this one in because it was a very similar case to Ruth Ann. Yeah, and and you said they were both in just, Curry Village, both in Curry Village, and mm-hmm. months apart. Months apart. He was in April. She was in August. Oh, wow. And they both disappeared under weird circumstances. Yeah, from Curry Village. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, this one with the, the weather. Were they hiking in the same area? It didn't say. Okay. So I'm not sure. But um, the weather for Kieran kind of, I think, might have an impact to why he disappeared. I, I could see that. But you don't know. I don't know. That's just, just my theory. Yeah. The last missing case I've got. Okay. June 17th, 2011. 30-year-old George Penka from Hawthorne, California, took a trip to Yosemite National Park with this church group of 80 people. Oh, big group. Big group. Okay. Huge. Mm -hmm. 20 of them went on a hike on the Upper Yosemite Fall Trail. (sighs) Okay. This trail is hard yeah it is not for an hour you need to be an experienced hiker experience this is not for a quick trip it's not for the for little the church, church group, group. Yeah. yeah you can do bridal veil with the church group nice little hike quick one yeah and no, it's a beautiful insane. falls but you upper yosemite falls yeah upper oh lower is even okay for right but if you go all the way, all up, the way up you guys that's it's steep it's tricky. It's slippery. Yes. It's Let me get tough. to what, okay. what the the specifics of why this trail is really hard. Yes. 7.6 mile heavily trafficked out and back trail. Okay. The elevation gain of 3,218 feet. Yeah. That is yeah. steep, y'all. Holy cow. Yeah. It is no joke. Uh, I'm like, I'm thinking about my, my watch and how like my elevation when I just take walks. I'm like, wow, that's pretty crazy because I have a lot of hills where I live. Yeah. 3,000 feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. Okay. Yes. Now the group did make it to the top. They, oh. they made it. Wow. But after a while, the group started back down at their own pace. Okay. So they're oh, like. Oh, so they didn't stick together? Nope. No, they left people behind, people. y'all. Bull. And I'm you saying y'all because I get to, I know. She, <laughs> she's picking up my Southern there, y'all. George never arrives back down the trail. George, And no. at 9 p.m. that day, he was reported missing. <gasps> down is easier than up. 
Well, but slippery that you said though. Yeah, I mean down down is slippery. That's where you're going to slide. Yeah. So no. you have to be careful. It, you have to be careful. And and people start getting careless especially going down. True. Because they're like, oh, this isn't as strenuous. I got this. Mm -hmm. But no, it is even more strenuous to go down. It's harder. It is much. I think it's harder when I think about going. I'm like, I'm petrified actually going down versus up. Me too. Because you You slide. Yeah. You slide. don't like that. Okay. So you'd think that going down, yeah, you might have fallen down something and we can find them. But 12 helicopters were contracted (laughs) by MPS to search the upper Yosemite Falls area. Uh Uh-huh. Dispatched 105 different search and rescue personnel and six canines over seven days. Oh, my gosh. And and I want to say one more thing about yeah. this trail. Even though it is strenuous, it is very heavily trafficked. Like That's what they're saying. People are they're all over. Right? They're all over it. And you're constantly running into people. You are not alone on this trail. So even though they spread out and got separated, mm-hmm. there were other hikers. Yeah, they would have seen something. Yes. They, someone would have seen something. Yes, yeah. and especially then, unless they closed the trail for... But that they didn't say that. that yeah. Nothing was closed. Wow, okay. Um, so the canines couldn't yes. even locate any kind of scent where George was last seen. Wow. It's gone. Nothing was found then or in the last 11 years of George. Oh, my gosh. Where did George go? Where did he go? Especially in an area that's heavily and they, trafficked. And they found nothing. They couldn't find anything. Even the dogs couldn't find a scent of him. Yes. And also the trails are very well maintained in Yosemite. Even though they're treacherous, they're still well maintained. Mm-hmm. And so unless he just decided to go off trail. Wormhole. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> it's kidding. the wormhole. But yeah. I mean, how do you explain something like that when you when you're around so many other people, right? And I mean, it, it's just it was a group of twenty. They did disperse, but I'm sure he was with one or two other, and no one knows. No one knows. They couldn't get anything out of anybody. They didn't see him. Wow! Like he just vanished. Like something from the air just plucked him out. Wow! Yeah, you guys, I have like goosebumps everywhere be careful when you go to yosemite <gasps> angela i'm gonna get snatched <laughs> no, that's right don't that's walk into said. a wormhole no i won't don't walk don't don't venture i will stay with keep people on the trails. i will Always stay on tell the trail people where you're going yes keep your phone on with you at all times yes yeah. track me with my gps it's not like aokigahara where it's gonna yes you're gonna can't act it where you know, yes can't your, find your phones work there yeah. <laughs> but those are my four my, my four missing cases that I could find that um, with the disappearance being just so random. Yes. So creepy in the yes. way that no one could find them with even with this manhunt power, like nothing could be found of these. And I know Yosemite's big, but they know where they were like, yes, in like smaller locations. I mean, they didn't like pick up and go to a different state. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yosemite's big, but it is well trafficked and it is well maintained. And so it's just amazing that people are that can they can just disappear like that. Right. So um, if anything ever comes up about these cases, we'll definitely keep you updated. But those are four missing cases of Yosemite. Now, quick creepy ghost story <gasps> okay because you can't leave yosemite without having a little bit of a campfire ghost story yes okay. this comes from andrea Lankford's book haunted hikes spine tingling tales and trails from north america's national parks <gasps> okay okay 
Galen Clark. He was Yosemite's first park ranger. Yes. You heard about him? Yes. Look at you. You know some history about I Yosemite. Do. Yeah. I want to know what I'm walking into when That's I go. Smart. <laughs> Did some research. Now, he took a hike to Grouse Lake in 1857. Yes. While taking a quick break by the shore of the lake, he heard a distinct wailing cry, somewhat like a puppy when lost. He thought it was a dog that the Indians had left behind. That night, Clark joined a band of Indians at their hunting camp and asked about the sound he had heard. And this is what they told him. It was not a dog. That a long time ago, an Indian boy had been drowned in the lake. And that every time anyone passed there, he always cried after them and no one dared go into the lake. For the boy would catch them by the legs and pull them down and they would be drowned. So we have an Indian boy spirit in this lake. Yes. Yes. So you hear that wailing. Do not go anywhere near the lake. Yes. It's like La Llorona. Yes, it is. So we have these water spirits everywhere. There's more water spirits in Yosemite, too, in the falls. Um, <gasps> yes. I didn't so, know this. Yes. So this is, it's an Indian legend. of, yeah. um, And I think they're said to haunt Bridal Veil. And if I'm remembering the story correctly, you guys, I'm going to make tons of mistakes in the story because I'm just pulling it out of my head from when I heard it. But um, there were some some Native American women that were at the top of the falls gathering some plants or flowers or something. And then one of them felt a breath <gasps> move across her and she fell in. Oh, no. And died. Oh. And so now there's a there's a spirit that will breathe on you and push you into the falls. If you're close. To if the... you're too close to the oh falls. My gosh. So you have to be careful. Stay away from the falls. Otherwise, you'll get pushed in the Indian spirit will breathe on you and it has a name and I can't remember what the name is, but, um, that's okay. Yeah. So yeah. So you have to be careful around the falls. That's so scary. Yes. And also in Curry village, there's a ghost. (gasps) Do you know that? No, see, this is what we talked about the Curry village. Yes. And this ties in. So in the parking lot, Mm -hmm. you can see a man hanging. (gasps) Yes. He's an apparition that shows up. I want to say he shows up around like 11 PM. What? But people have seen this apparition of this man hanging. Do we know any backstory lot. of why he's hanging? Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I wish we'll I did, but I know research. that. Yes, we'll have we'll we'll do more Yosemite. You're gonna go to Yosemite, so I know. Are you gonna go to Curry Village? Probably not at night. I don't think we're staying anywhere near Curry Village. Okay. I really want to go and see if I can see the ghost. Mm, go at night. I want to go. Yeah. You're gonna take your whole family? Is it just gonna be you? Oh, no, I'm not going anywhere by myself. <laughs> you just warned me. If you go by yourself, you're going to get snatched. That's true. <laughs> you can't leave alone. I can't go by myself. I need oh somebody gosh. with me at all times. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I did not know that. I knew we were, we mentioned something creepy about Curry Village, and that's what we were talking a few weeks ago, maybe. But yes. That's crazy. I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go visit Curry Village. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, lessons that we learned today from Miss mm. Nicole. Yes. <laughs> Never. We did this lesson. This is a reiteration. I know, but it's good. You need to reiterate these lessons. Never go into the woods alone. Yes. Don't go into the woods alone. Stay on the path. Stay on the trail. And make sure that you always have a high. Well, don't go anywhere by yourself. You need you need a hiker with you. Yes. Keep keep your phone on you. Keep your phone on you. We have electronics. I mean, 
But even Stacy Ann had her camera and that disappeared with her. Yeah. So I guess your electronics will go with you when you step into the wormhole. Basically, go with somebody everywhere at all times. Keep a buddy with you and stay on the path. Okay. You ready to review movie? It's movie time, people. still dancing dancing okay what movie did we watch today we watched the ring the ring i wanted to go back a little bit not too old school but older than what we were watching um, with our 2010s yeah we're back 20s. in the 90s y'all no we're not oh is this 2000s <laughs> it feels like it because with the low-rise jeans and yes the, and the polo it, shirts it that was a little the bit transition short. from the 90s okay yes, so early 2000s yeah like 2002 yes oh, the yeah, ring see, was released in 2002 it felt very 2002 it did, didn't it it yeah. was that cusp I, I i agree so um so the ring with the the velour pants that she wore <laughs> all the time yeah that yeah it was the style the, the low-rise velour pants it was amazing uh so 7.1 stars on imdb you know on my notes i put starts okay (laughs) 7.1 stars on imdb okay and the synopsis a journalist must investigate a mysterious videotape which seems to cause the death of anyone one week to the day after they view it (laughs) now yes angela yes i'm so excited (laughs) because i want to give you the background before we dive in and give our okay like okay discrepancies of the movie okay because there are some things that i'm sure you'll want to tell me (laughs) which i think are awesome anyway the background to the ring i found Uh this and i was so amazed because i wish i knew this before okay um it was a remake of a japanese movie the ringu yes but did you know that was actually based i mean it was also based on a novel but it was based on an old japanese ghost story <gasps> really yes and i oh. wish we talked about this last episode because it ties in with everything now Hemeji castle Hemeji castle Hemeji castle okay i've been to Hemeji Castle. <gasps> you have i have and i did not know it was haunted and oh. i if i knew this when i went i would have i would have looked for this you would have peed area. your pants i would have peed my pants but <laughs> i would have been so excited too yes <laughs> excited peeing pants okay now <laughs> Himeji Castle is Japan's largest castle, and it was built between 1333 and 1346 AD. Okay. okay. The story goes, a samurai named Tasan Aoyama lived here with his wife at some point, most likely in the 1700s, 1800s. Okay. okay. Aoyama had a servant named Okiku. 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 Who worked in one of the dungeons. <gasps> oh. Yeah. One of her duties, though, included guarding these very expensive 10 Dutch golden plates that Aoyama's wife had purchased. Aoyama soon fell in love with Okiku and <gasps> asked her to be his mistress. Oh, no. And that he would leave his wife for her. What? Oh, that's a load of horse. Right? Hooey. <laughs> <laughs> Censoring it PG. Yeah. Now, she turned him down. And it made him extremely frustrated. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. Because he's like the lord of the castle. He can have whatever he wants. He's not the lord. He's a samurai that lived there. I thought he was a lord that lived there too. I thought he was. No, he's just a samurai that lived there. He's a samurai that lived in the castle. But still, male male privilege. He thinks he can get whatever he wants. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, 
and okay note his character this is also what was crazy it, his character was so shitty that apparently he was plotting to kill the head of the himeji castle at the same time that's oh, how gosh. like shitty he is okay? oh my gosh now not one to be refused he hatched a plan of course he did yep. aoyama hid one of the 10 golden plates that okiku had to guard oh what a jerk yes so okiku noticed this and freaked out that there were not 10 plates um, Ayama saw this and then he told Okiku that if she did not agree to be his mistress, he would blame her for the missing plate, which basically meant torture and death. Oh my gosh. Could, but Okiku. Yes. Hopefully she's a smart cookie. She didn't want anything to do with Ayama still. She was like, nope, I don't care. He, I, I will die. Before. Oh, he is that repulsive yes, that she's that choosing terrible. death. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So knowing she. Go girl. Yeah. Well knowing she would face an execution uh -huh. and death, she instead chose to dive into the well in the castle courtyard. <gasps> oh, she's the girl in the ah, well. You see it? See it? Okay. okay. So afterwards, Aoyama still kept the plate hidden to blame Okiku rather than admitting the truth to her suicide. Now, Okiku mm -hmm. became what's called a Yurimi. Yurimi. And this type of ghost is a spirit of someone who died in sudden or rash circumstances characterized by pitch black hair, uh -huh. a white dress, <gasps> uh -huh. and dismembered or missing hands and feet. Ooh. So this is why I wish we covered this last episode. There's Yure. Yes, the Yure. And Yurimi. Yurimi. Yeah. Now, every night, Okiku's Yurimi would climb out of the well uh -huh. and check on the golden plates. Oh, wow. Every time she counted only nine, not ten, she would wail unnaturally <gasps> every night. Oh, wow. Ayayama still did not put the plate back. Oh and the Yurimi gosh. would continue to do this every night until it drove Ayayama insane. Well, put the stupid plate yeah, back. Well, he's so proud of himself. Oh, my gosh. And stupid, apparently. Yeah. He was thrown out of the castle because he went insane. Good. And, and in turn, though, ironically, it saved the castle's mas master from an assassination. Yeah. So, so her Yurimi saved the head of the castle. Good. Now, apparently, the haunting of the Yurimi continues to this day. <gasps> really? Yes. Though oh. not as frequently okay. as she visited when Ayama lived there. Okay. The fear of her haunting the castle is so real that they placed a large covering over the well to keep her from escaping. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So when we go to Japan to help the Yure cross over, In we the will Ak have to... Akugahara? Yes. Yeah. We have to go to the castle now yes. and visit the well. And visit the well. <gasps> I wish I knew that. I would have gone to the well. I now, know. the power of research, baby. This is exciting. Know, it's insane. Now, many other versions. I just wanted to throw this in there. This is the closest to the original. But another version is that the wife found out and blamed Okiku for the missing plate. So she was tortured, executed, then thrown down the well. Oh, so either way, she ended up in the well. Either way, the women who are saying no and standing up for themselves mm -hmm. wind up dead, dead and dead. haunting. Yeah. Oh, their their spirit cannot move on. 
1998 rolls around and Koji Suzuki wrote the novel Ring or Ringu mm-hmm. in Japanese and it turned into the series of novels but the first one was the inspiration for the Japanese movie Ringu which then adapted to our The Ring. So okay. that was the story I was so excited to tell you. That was awesome. Yes. She wouldn't tell me the story until we started recording this. No, so she was so excited. I was so excited because I didn't know that about the the I mean the movie does that mo- make the movie kind of more interesting it makes me like the movie more so <laughs> darn you nicole because i didn't like the movie well it came out in 2002 now yes imagine you watching it though in 2002 okay i have been terrified to watch this movie for 20 years i've been terrified to watch it and i didn't did. want to see it when it came out uh-huh. despite a lot of my friends at the time wanting to see it and going to see it and you know, I've seen all the the memes about it. I've seen, you know. I'm sure you've seen photos of everything. Photos, yeah. yeah. So I knew what it was about. And right. I knew, like, but mm. I'd never seen the movie. Never wanted to see the movie. My husband was like, that movie's scary. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. And when I told him, I was like, okay, so the movie that we're going to watch this week is The Ring. He was like, no. <laughs> don't want to do that. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it by myself. Aww. And he's like, <laughs> okay, I'll watch it with you. He took one for the team. He did. And he's seen it before. So like, so I was, I was He knew what fully, to expect. He knew what to expect. Okay. I was fully prepared to not sleep for days after seeing this movie. And I didn't find it that scary. Good. I think because of the, what they use for cinematography and scare effects. For me in 2002, that scared that was the scary. shit out of me. Yes. But today today it's totally not not as as scary i agree yeah yeah it wasn't as scary i found myself being more pissed off at naomi watts like she just drove me nuts the whole movie i think that's the purpose of her too in in a way i just i i don't know what happened to me but whenever we watch these movies there's always one person that pisses me off and i because we're old (laughs) parents i'm like use your head You're not smart. Yeah. If this video killed your your niece, niece. Mm-hmm. why are you watching it? She's a journalist. She has to investigate everything. No, she doesn't. That's how her, I think her brain is. She's like, I need to figure out. And her sister asked her to figure out her death. Well, that she? doesn't mean she has to watch the yeah. videotape. Well, I mean, I understand there wouldn't be good. a movie if she didn't watch the videotape. I mean, if you saw her, her deadbeat dad, that's our another theme. Oh, yes. He was he was so skeptical and I get it. And that's, you know, that's what I would have been. I'm going to watch this video. Who's why do you think it's going to happen to me? You know, I probably would have done the same thing. No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> it's this, it's the same principle of like if a door is boarded up, you don't go in the basement. You that's leave true. it alone. Now, here's a, here's a good question. Yes. What if you watched half of it? Did you die in 14 days? <laughs> you die in 14 days? Or you, you slip into a coma? Yeah. I you don't, don't die? I, I don't know. Isn't that interesting? If you if you don't, if you pause the movie, can you pause it? I wonder if you couldn't. I bet if you start it, 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 will it probably just, just goes. Keep going. Yeah. Anyway, that was my hypothetical question for the day. Yeah. Um, I thought, okay. So I knew that there was a creepy kid and I knew there was a rain girl. Mm-hmm. And so her son was probably the scariest thing in the movie because kids don't act like that. I don't care what 
decade you're in i don't know a kid that is like well first of all he calls his mom by her name rachel that was that was creepy yeah <laughs> who does that and then he makes his own lunch he gets ready to go he's to school very by himself he's very independent mm-hmm. i'm like no that's scary you need to be a kid don't be the adult you're not the adult <laughs> well and that their housing situation or they have a very dysfunctional yes. family yes and that was that was a tragic and it oh it was very tragic it takes place in my hometown <gasps> yes it does Seattle. Seattle. And it made it so gloomy. I laughed so hard. I don't think they filmed in Seattle the whole time. Matt and I watched Probably it Probably Toronto. That's, where that's they, what yeah. we were thinking. We were thinking Canada. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were scenes that were like, oh, there's the, the Metro bus. We're like, oh, that is the, the Seattle bus. And that is Seattle. But then, you know, it goes off into scenery. And we're like, no, that's not Seattle anymore. Yeah. Um, but they made it so gloomy and gray. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, yeah, it, it is a lot of the time like that. But they just over-exaggerated it. Yes. It was not, it's not that bad people. <laughs> every time I've gone to Seattle, because I, my sister lives up there. And every time I, I love it. It's pretty. It's right? gorgeous. But they had, I think they did that to, to backdrop of how scary and moody this movie is going yes. to be. Yes. But it really With all the that. dead horses. Oh yeah. So I, you're jumping in my notes. Oh. Okay. These poor horses. I feel, is it sad that we feel bad more for the animals that die in horror movies than the people no because the animals don't have a choice they're so like, innocent the people chose to watch the stupid film right? and get themselves involved these but horses. these horses were innocent it was sad that horse scene was pretty creepy though when she's on the boat yeah and then she's oh do you remember that scene yeah i was so mad i think i texted you at yes. that point i was like just leave the horse alone yes. he doesn't he like doesn't you. Want you to talk to him back away yeah. stop trying she to quote unquote touch. help yeah leave him alone yeah. he'll calm down isn't that funny oh she keeps sticking her nose into things where she doesn't belong Journalist. and she's very brazen about yes. it too like she, she feels like she's entitled yeah. to get whatever information that she wants from whoever it is that she's attacking it's like oh. that's her character though that's her character written i think in, yeah that in drove that me nuts what did what did uh, your husband say about what the little boy looked like oh <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing when she texted me this everybody <laughs> um pete davidson pete right davidson. <laughs> And when we saw when she I said that to my husband, we looked at him like, oh my gosh, says, that's it, Pete it Davidson as a kid, just like yeah. him as a kid. And he couldn't see it; he couldn't stop seeing it. It was it was hilarious. I mean, you know, but it, it really looked just like him. Yeah, my husband likes to make me laugh whenever we're watching something that's intense or scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good for me because mm-hmm. again, 2002 versus 2022. I get it, but the images of the dead girl when they whenever someone died from watching the video oh yeah wasn't that creepy like, yeah yeah the that closet was creepy. girl like holy crap yes the way their faces were frozen and yeah. distorted yeah and, yeah that's... so online someone's theory of why people die like how they die they think it's she puts the video into their brain so fast and so like quick that it makes their brain fry that's oh. what, and it gives them a heart attack and it's just so much to process. That's That was just a theory. Yeah. But I don't know how they really died. I, I mean, I was going to say, yeah, they literally died of fright. Yeah. So why is the little girl like that? Do they never? Okay. Yeah. No one explains. Okay. So there is a series. So there are more that deep dive into her background. Yeah. Samar- Samara. Right? Samara. Yes. They go into her background more of how she was born. Okay. So the story I found online, mm-hmm. a priest fell in love with a, a woman and locked her up and raped her oh. and she had a baby and that was Samara 
Okay. So that's kind so of So she she came out of like a terrible a situation. Terrible situation. Mm-hmm. So the devil was kind of born into her. Yeah. So she has to she make has powers everything. and she doesn't know how to control them, as you saw in the movie. And then the other rings kind of go into it. So Oh, okay. But that's all I got. I'm not I, I don't know for sure. Did you like the the fold ending? Though? The false ending. I knew it was coming. Did you? Yeah. Well, it was so because it so was so serene. At everything the end. was so happy. I'm like, yeah. they're a happy family again. The the kid is like, oh, you're my dad. Come right. be my dad. And he's like, okay, I guess I can be a sure. dad now. Sure. And they I'll were all like you. happy, and everybody's all back together. And uh-huh. like Samara's at rest, and everything's great. And I'll call you in the morning. And, and then blah, the little blah, boy. Blah. And I'm like, this is way too much of an ending for it to be a real ending. So I knew it was coming. Okay. I'm like, they're tying up all of these ends so So nicely and so prettily. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it would have just ended with her... Finding her in the well. Finding her in the well. Oh, spoiler. (laughs) You all know. If you haven't seen this 20-year-old movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well... If you're like me, you may, maybe you haven't, but yeah. So it would have ended there. Yeah. And, but it kept going and going. I'm like, oh, this is set up for a false ending. And Mm -hmm. then it's 2002. So of course there's going to be a false ending. Right. Because that's the way the horror movies went back then. True. The little boy, why did you do that? What was this quote? He's like, why, why did you let her? Yeah. Why why did did you, you, why did you free her? She needed to stay in the well Ah. or something like that. And that's like, oh, okay. Now stuff is going to go down. Mm Mm-hmm. That was creep. That's I mean, I think that's the epitome of this movie of uh, is the ending when he is in his house or studio. Yeah. And she comes out of the well. It should have ended there. Yeah. Because well, that would have made it. I mean, they gave you a resolution. They to need, it. You need to figure out why, though, I think. And she's like, why? Why did he die? And I did it. Oh, you know, you're whoa. like, ah, OK. I made a copy. Yeah. That's the secret, people. Sorry. More spoilers. Eh. Make a copy. You make a copy so that everybody else could see her craziness what if you're the last person you can't make another copy then you're dead (laughs) oh no (laughs) you're the one but i was worried about her son after her son watched it yeah that's what i cared about is what happens to him i didn't care about the parents because they made their choices right yeah made their bed yeah they made their bed she kept copies of the tape lying around where he could just pop one in that was not good parenting terrible she Shouldn't have she won wasn't a good, the, well, the year either anyway. But I think that was the whole movie set up too, though. None of them were good parents. Nope. Nobody was a good parent. Nope. Oh. And dad's excuse for not being around. Come on. Yeah. He's like, I'm too young. Then be a better oh, dad. dad. Yeah. Be a better dad. Kids scare me. You know, okay. So my, my last remark on this movie. Yes. Have you ever watched the scary movie series? The yes. ones that make fun of the movies? Yes. Scary Movie 3 ruined this movie for me. Oh. It ruined it because I kept expecting the, the jokes to pop up. Uh-huh. And the, the kid, like, in the Scary Movie 3, he's, like, telling people at the funeral, like, you're you're going to die. And, like, he's telling people because it's, like, you know, that running gag. And, uh-huh. and then Anna Ferris just is amazing in that movie. Yes. So watching The Ring after watching those uh-huh. really just ruined me. it was like it wasn't that scary anymore i was expecting yeah because you so got to gags. laugh about it yes, yes. Yeah, yeah the beginning with the two teenagers yes oh my gosh um so yeah for me it was really hard to watch because i couldn't stop laughing in my head watching my, <laughs> the scary movie all the three. jokes yeah, yeah all the jokes from scary movie three so I don't think I'll try. We'll probably um, watch Paranormal Activity at some <gasps> point. I've actually seen that. Oh, so it would be great to rewatch, rewatch it. Rewatch, yeah. Yes. But again, the scary movies ruined that because. Yes. Yeah. 
you get it. Yes. So if you've ever watched the scary movies, a series, everybody, it's once you once you find humor yeah. in the scary it's movie, not scary it's not anymore. scary anymore. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, it takes away the mystique. It does. All right, what's your what are your stitch rating for this? What's your stitch rating? For so this my movie? stitch rating for this is low. I didn't like it. Aww. It was it was meh. It was okay. Okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of the what what is that the 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 style of cinematography where you're watching gross things like oh. the. The, I mean, basically, it was the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of that. You no, know, I'm not. Uh, that same extent, the the gore movies. Yeah, I'm terrible with those. This wasn't very gory, but it I wasn't see very what you're gory. Saying. But I'm not a fan of those like time lapse where things like decay oh, and sure. rot, and you see the flies and all that uh, stuff. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like meh. And then Naomi Watts, I understand she's a great actress, yes. and I understand it was the way that her character was written, and it was you know how she portrayed it, and it just ugh. You, it you're threw me her. off the whole time. I was like, Aww, I liked the kids. Mm-hmm. They did great. Mm-hmm. The kids were amazing actors. But yeah, it was just meh, okay for me. So I'd probably give it like a three. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be your, probably one of your lowest ratings. Huh? Yeah. I think I'd give it a five. I mean, it was a good concept back in 2002. Yeah. I'm sure if I watched it back in 2002 and I was yeah. feeling nostalgia for it, I, it would be a much higher rating. Yeah. But And I'm knowing like, now... Meh what it's based off of I, yeah i would oh, rather watch exciting. a movie off of that. okay so i'm going yeah right? i'm going to change my rating oh, because it's sorry. got some good you know <laughs> historical background into okay it. uh so it's a three and a half now oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> not much more but that's good it, it moved up a little yeah yeah my five is based off of uh at the time of of how that horror movie was presented it was great the story be- behind it which I wish I knew when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give it five stitches. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around, everybody. Just a quick note. Don't forget, if you have any uh, true paranormal, cr- true crime stories that happen to you, please feel free to email them at the ominous stitch at gmail.com. Yes. We the wanna... ominous stitch. Yes. Two S's. The ominous stitch at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Please. We want to build our community. Yes. Um, and we eventually want to do a whole podcast where we're retelling your stories yes. so that we can feel even closer together and knit our little community yeah, together. Or I guess crochet can... our community together. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that so much. And again, the, I was thinking about this last night. I was like, people are going to forget the the. Because we added that. <laughs> the ominous stitch at gmail.com. Yes. And check us out on all the all the things. On Instagram, all the things. Yes. Facebook. We'll post photos. I'll post a photo of the well of Hemeji <gasps> Castle. Nice. And um, we'll even post the the missing case, person cases. I'll, um, if, if it's kind of sad, but yes. I'll, I'll post those. And if you guys have any more information about any of those cases, let us know too, because we'll update the whole community. Yes, please. Yes. All right. We'll see you, Stitchers. Uh.